You're listening to the Mantle of Truth podcast, a New Creation Fellowship production. Today's message was given by Senior Pastor Rick Johnson. The title of today's message is called The Power Connection. Let me welcome everybody on uh, the other side of this building to the uh, internet and Facebook. We are welcome to have the family of NCF and glad that they are with us and tuned in to us. And so um, I do want to thank you. I also want to add, I'm excited about uh, those that are listening. We have an opportunity for you to even uh, listen even further. We have podcasts. And I'm excited about what God's doing and how he's opening doors and giving uh, insight to so many. Uh, the podcast, if you just kind of uh, plug into Mantle of Truth, and I believe you'll be able to see. It's the only one that's on there. Thank God. God give us the right one. Uh, can I hear an amen from the home folk? Amen. And you can say that outside. Amen. I get to listen even further. I believe God just keeps opening doors. Yes. Who knows? One day we may see television come in. You never know uh, the avenues that God's going to give us and, and do that. So I praise God for that. Uh, you all look so good. Tell your neighbor, says, Pastor says, you're looking good. I thank God for the, the uh, way he orchestrates things and puts things together. Brother Joe come in and he would, you could tell that the presence of the Lord had been all over him, even at work. And he was listening to uh, God and it, even through the teaching, you can tell that the anointing was flowing through that, that man and the words was not just his, it was from God himself. And I thank God, but I, I believe even those songs we sung was uh, uh, preparing you to receive what God has this morning. Especially in the season and times we sing, we need God more now than ever before. We need him in the, at the times that we see that's before us. Uh, the title that we can put to a message, if you really want to put a, a title, but it's all titled there, is Power Connection. How many knows we need to be connected to the right power? Yes. And we need the power of God. Uh, if you don't pay your bill to Nipsco, your power is going to be shut off yes. and you're no longer connected. And sometimes you need this to get a hold of God and say, God, I need to be connected. I need God. Go to Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Very familiar scripture. And I do want to start out here, but we will go to other scriptures. So keep your Bibles handy. Stand for the reading of God's word. <laughs> Before you become a witness, as we talked about, this is the year of witness. Jesus gives us a formula of some things that would take place first. And we do want to read from the word of God because I do definitely want to be connected to the power source. I want God to connect me to the things of God. But notice what Jesus said to his disciples, the leaders that was coming up. He said, but you shall receive power. Say power. power. This means dunamis, a dynamic, or it's a, a way of uh, dynamite. And it's explosive. Because when you have this in you, you can't keep it contained within you. Amen. You get around people when you've been in the power source, it can electrify. I used to have a, a lady that when we went to a church in Plymouth and was helping them out, it was a new church plant, new church work, and we would gather around in a circle. And there was one time she gathered around, held my hand. Next thing you know, she took it back. 
Next time we gather in a circle, she says, I'm not standing next to him. <laughs> Afterwards, I asked her because I didn't want to disrupt anything. I said, why don't you want to stand next to him? She goes, you've got electricity on you. <laughs> she says, I can't hold your hand. See, that's what God wants to give us. Not just what we classify as electricity because it'll make you do some things. But we need a connection with heaven. Jesus said that you shall receive power from when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and in the end of the earth. Say, I need God's power. And you may be seated. This power that we're talking about, this connection that we're talking about is when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. When you receive this power, receive what God has. God wants to give you what this is. Now, salvation is one aspect. Being born again is one blessing. Thank God for those gifts. But I truly believe that God has one that's separate from this called the baptism in the Holy Spirit, the baptism in the Holy Ghost. Jesus said, you shall be baptized. Not many days hence. John, the, uh, the Baptist said that there comes one after me that will baptize you in the Holy Ghost and with fire. See, when you get in contact with this power, what happens? You get into a touch of fire. It gets in your bones and you cannot stop it. As Brother Joe said about Jeremiah, says, it's in me. I cannot contain it. See, when the Holy Spirit gets a hold of you, see, this blessing, this is separate from the born again experience. Thank God for the born again experience. But if you want to go a little bit further, you want to stay in contact. If you want God to give you something extra, that next level that you need to go to, you need the baptism and Holy Spirit. See, the Holy Spirit comes, one, he does the regeneration. He does that work of regeneration. He does what he says he would do, regenerate us, thank God. But we need to go to the next place, a deeper experience that God needs to take us into that. That's called the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Now, baptism means immersion. It's not sprinkling, it's immersion. When you get baptized, you go under the water. You go in that place and you are totally immersed. You're totally covered up. You can't get away from it. I was so thankful that Sister Maddie that has gone on to be with the Lord, she was so fearful of water, so fearful of that she wouldn't even get, she would have a hard time to even step in the shower because of the water hitting her. She was so fearful of that. We went to baptizing and we were baptizing some people and we went to Pike Lake. She says, it's my turn. <laughs> I want to be baptized. She went out there because something got in her. Yeah. <laughs> when something gets in you that much, it'll make you do certain things you never thought you would. It'll make you live right. It'll make you talk right. It'll make you do some things. Oh, praise God for the spirit of God. And she was immersed in the water, but uh, God wants you to go even a little bit deeper. He wants to give you his spirit in the fullness. Praise God. See, uh, I see uh, in absolutely the part of the New Testament church was talked about this immersing, this baptism, this area of new level of going where God wants to. So Jesus said, I must go that he may, must come. I must leave so he can come to fill every single one. Thank God. Go to Isaiah chapter 28, if you would, please. 
Isaiah, thousands of years prior to Jesus coming, spoke about an event that would take place, prophesied about the event taking place. That would, now we are experiencing verses 11 and 12 of chapter 28 of Isaiah. Isaiah is saying this, for with stammering lips and another tongue, he will speak to his people to whom he said, this is the rest which you may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing Yet they would not hear. Thank God he poured out his spirit. Thank God that this prophecy came forth. And this is for the New Testament church. They say, this is for me. This is for me. Oh, let me say it a little bit louder. This is for me. This is for me. I really will need the, the blessing that God has brought about. It said that in Isaiah, stammering of lips. I've been around people when the Holy Ghost gets on them, the Spirit of God gets all of them. All of a sudden, your lips are quivering. It becomes a stammering. You don't know what's taking place. When you receive the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, sometimes God gives you syllables in your mind or things that comes when you're getting baptized. And all of a sudden, what is this about? What's happening? When God baptized me in the Spirit of God when I was younger, he gave me one word, and I didn't understand it. But it means Jehovah Shammah, which means God's abiding presence. At first, I was a little taken back because I didn't understand. I was just a young lad then. And I started doing some studying. And all of a sudden, God says, my abiding presence is on you and in you and around you. And I thank God he's still with me today. I thank God he's placed a fire within me today. I thank God that it can come upon you and infill you just like it did me. He says, for those who would receive this blessing, it becomes a rest. You not only talk in a different language, but it becomes a rest and a refreshing. When I go into my prayer language and I go in my prayer bones, and all of a sudden my prayer language, which is from heaven, it's Holy Ghost. This is not natural. It's supernatural, church. Yes, it is. Hmm. You don't hear much of that today. You don't hear much of God moving in services. Even in a Pentecostal charismatic movement, they have things in a form. But I'm telling you, we need the power of God in the day and age we're living in. We need to be connected to this power more now than ever before. I find that when I get it on and I'm weary, rest starts happening. That's entering into faith. I find a refreshing that comes. And all of a sudden things kick in. And supernaturally, a strength, supernatural rest comes over me. It feels like I could jump over a wall that's 30 feet tall. I feel like I could fly like the eagles. Because when that power comes on you, it gives you some areas that you can operate where you didn't before. Where that you pray like you never prayed before. Where you speak like you never spoke before. Thank God for that. The question that we need to ask, who needs the baptism in the Holy Ghost? <laughs> who needs it today? <laughs> who needs it in this hour we live in? A lot of people says that was history. That is the old that is what they used to have. And that started the point there. But I, can I tell you that is New Testament teaching? Yes, it is. 
Yes, it is. It's Bible teaching that we need. And that's what the apostles said that you need to get into, that you must have, is this baptism in the Holy Spirit. One thing I find from the Word of God is that spiritual leaders need the baptism. Go to Luke chapter 24, verse 49. Jesus speaking here, talking to his disciples. And he gave them some word that we must look to. Verse 49, behold, I send the promise of my father upon you. But tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued. That word endue brings up some uh, questions here. What does it really mean? What does it entail? What does it do for me? That word endue means clothe. Put a clothing on you. You know what? The glory of God left Adam and Eve when the garden was shut down. The glory of God was no longer around them. God says, I'm going to restore it back. And now all of a sudden on the day of Pentecost, that endowment came and the Holy Spirit came, the empowerment. Now they were clothed with a different clothing. The glory of God came upon them. And they spoke as the Spirit gave them utterance. And they declared the goodness of God in a different format. Aren't you glad for the Holy Ghost? We need him today. (laughs) You know, in my college days and when I took different teachings and stuff like that, they said it's grace dispensation. This is a dispensation of what we're living in. I sometimes say, I understand where you come from. I thank God for grace, but I truly believe this is the Holy Spirit dispensation. I believe that the church needs to have empowerment in the days we're living in. We're living in in times when the enemy is raising his ugly head and trying to destroy. But I think we need to be louder than ever before about what God is doing, what God is saying. Now, let me say this. Pastor, that's okay for spiritual leaders. But let me point out something. The disciples, they lived with Jesus three and a half years. They was with him day and night. They watched him. Can I tell you, they even made note of some things that was going on. They watched when, and they heard and they seen firsthand. It wasn't a secondhand experience, but it was a firsthand experience. They watched how that the blind eyes were open. The lepers were healed. Demons were cast out. The dead were raised. Here comes one walking on the water. Here comes one feeding thousands. But yet Jesus, before he left earth, said, You're not complete yet. Yet you must have something else. And he told his disciples, in order to be more complete, you need this promise that I'm going to send back. You need the Holy Spirit in his fullness. Thank God for the fullness. Can I tell you that there are people, the second type of group of people was not only spiritual leaders. My prayer is our spiritual leaders, leaders of this church, be in field all the time. Not just once. Well, I received it once. That's it. No, I have to be refilled all the time. There's times I get on my knees and I have given out and given out and my body's worn. My emotions are kind of drained and my mind is down. God, I need you. And all of a sudden he comes in and refreshes me. He fills me up. This is not a perpetual thing. It's something that you must have all the time. See, Jesus uh, at times came apart before he come apart. 
He got alone with God so he could be filled when he touched the masses. If Jesus had to be filled with the Spirit, who are we? If the disciples and the apostles had to be filled with the Spirit, who are we? We see that people that are highly blessed, highly favored, needed this baptism. Go to Luke chapter 1. There is such a one that was like this. Luke 1. Go down to verse 28, if you would, please. Verse 28, it says, And having come in, the angel said to Mary, the mother of Jesus, to her, as the scripture says, and it said, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Go down to verse 42. Notice what Elizabeth had said and prophesied to her in verse 42 of the same chapter. Then she spoke out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Mary was a highly favored and highly blessed woman. God recognized that. But notice in Acts chapter 1, verses 13 and 14, it lists those people that were in the upper room seeking the Lord, tearing and waiting for the promise. I like what the host notes said in that little portion there. It said, Mary, the mother of Jesus, the favored one, the blessed one, was amongst those. She was one of the most intimate with Jesus she held him when he was a baby. She caressed him. She raised him and watched him walk around. And she was very intimate with Jesus. And Jesus was intimate with his mother. But notice, Mary needed the baptism in the Holy Ghost. Go to Acts chapter 2. If she was in that number, <laughs> let's see some things here. It says, when the day of Pentecost had fully come... They were all with one accord. This is verse 1 of chapter 2. In one place. And suddenly there came a sound of heaven. From heaven as a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire. And one sat upon each of them. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And began to speak with other tongues. As the Spirit gave them utterance. Notice what happened with Mary. She received. There are many people today, says, and it's, they seem to be scared of the Holy Spirit. They seem to be scared of this movement that the scripture gives us. See, many are scared of this blessing. But I'm looking in the scriptures. If I seen the disciples, the apostles hanging around Jesus, and all of a sudden he looks at them and says, you must be filled. You must have the promise. You're going to receive something that will make you complete. Then all of a sudden the Mary, the mother of Jesus, very intimate with him, she needed the baptism. How did they know that they received this baptism of the Holy Spirit? What does scripture tell us? They were speaking in a different language. Something took place. See, language comes from the mind. You can get saved in the heart, 
but the mind has not been transformed yet. But when you get baptized and you get immersed, your body, mind, and your spirit are so immersed in that that all of a sudden the Holy Spirit has control and all of a sudden your mind is no longer in the natural it becomes supernatural. And all of a sudden you speak in a different language. It's not of you. And some people seem to think, I'm scared of that. I don't want that. This is heavenly. This is godly. This is what Jesus said we must have. How did they know they received? Because they always speak in tongues. But they done it under the utterance of the Holy Spirit. As the Spirit gave them utterance gave them permission, spoke through them. Aren't you glad for the Spirit of God? Amen. How many has the presence of the Spirit of God in you that you've spoken other language, another language called uh, the heavenly language? I see in verse 5, let's go there, of this same chapter. And there were dwelling in Jerusalem devout men from every nation under heaven. This tells me that devout Christians, devout people of God need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Said these devout men, they come to a point because they seen, they saw what was happening in the upper room. And when they saw what was happening in the upper room, they started questioning and started asking, these men are speaking our language. These men are praising God in our language. They're not from our nationality. And all of a sudden now God's opened the door. And God says, it no longer will be a Babel, but now it's going to be praising the Lord. The Tower of Babel, they had different languages. But now God was bringing unity. God was saying, I want one. Thank God. What they heard was a real connection of power. It was a fullness I had people that was in that room and all of a sudden power came upon them and all of a sudden things changed and things happened. They were speaking another language, heavenly language, Holy Ghost language. See, it described as speaking in tongues. That's what the scripture tells me. You don't hear much of that because they want to do away with it. They said, that's not for us today. I beg your pardon. I didn't see an amen at the end of Acts. Just so be it. And that's ended there. No, it says Continuation. This is a continuation. We need people filled with the Spirit of God. Yes. In business and, and spiritual leadership. Uh, we need those that's been intimate with Him. That they need to, to know who Jesus is and what He has for them. Praise God for that. I like what Joel said in chapter 2. He said, I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. And their sons and daughters. This didn't, I'm glad that God doesn't look at gender. Men do. God says, I'm going to use whomever that will be yielded to me. Thank God we see people being used of God. He said, they shall prophesy. That's not my word. That's his. They shall, both shall give the word of God. They're under that. Praise God. Sometimes I think we get to a place, and let me say it this way. Don't get your have to's mixed up with I get to. Far too many people seem to think I have to do certain things without I get to. Now, let me bring some things here. What if all of a sudden you get a phone call and they put your name in a drawing? You may not have put your name in it. And it's a $40 million winning prize. And they call you up and says, you just won $40 million. 
But you go to them and says, nah, says, I don't want 40 million. I'll take a million. That'd be okay. How many would say that would be me? I don't have any takers. I'm not doing it. What would you say, Brother Joe? I want it all. <laughs> well, you want it all. You want everything that they're saying belongs to you. Give me the 40 million now. See, I don't have to. I get to. God is saying, I've got more than $40 million to offer you. I've got more than what is being drawn. I've got something that's even better than that. I'm sending my spirit, my power connection. Thank God. I'm glad you're all like that. Because for me, I don't want second best. I don't want partial. I don't like part time. Give me full time. When I started at Zimmer years ago in the 1970s, I had the HR person ask me, he says, you want part time or you want full time? I said, I need full time. I took a pay cut to go to Zimmer for what I was doing because I knew the benefits down the road would be better. I knew things would be better. This is the way with God. I want all that he has for me. I can't understand why people only want partial. I want salvation. That's all. I want this and that's it. I want what God has for me. If healing belongs to the children, I want to be healed. If prosperity belongs to the children, I want prosperity. If the Holy Spirit belongs to the children of God, I want the Holy Spirit in his fullness. Notice that we see here that's far too many people. (laughs) They are not going to say, I only take a million of that 40. That's all I really need. And that's the way church folk are sometimes. They only take just a little bit. Oh, I felt good this Sunday. That's all I want. You know what? Tomorrow I'm going to be facing some issues and areas in my life. I need the power of God. I need to be connected to God. I need God to reveal to me what's going to take place because I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I know who holds tomorrow. Thank God he wants to give us his presence. Thank God he wants to infill us. Thank you, Father. Say, I want all that he has. See, I don't have to. I get to. Don't get them mixed up. You don't have to, but I get to. Praise God. See, I'm talking about the gift of the Holy Spirit, the gift of God that God wants to give to you, the promise, the comforter. He's my leader, my guider, my clother. He does everything. He breathes. Spirit means breath of God. He breathes in me. His thoughts. See, he's constantly talking about the things of God. Because why? God's talking to him. Communicating. If you don't listen to God, what will happen? You could be led astray. And we got too many people being led astray. I noticed that in this, these devout men, they were asking some things. They want to be baptized. They need the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And we're going to find out some things as they went in. This crowd was responding to what took place. They understood and they seen it. You know, people will see when God's on you. You walk in the room, they can tell whether you've been with God or not. They can tell by your speech. Jesus said, my words are spirit and they are life. See, are we giving 
his word? Are we giving his spirit from our words and our actions? Or is it out of our just emotions? We need to be led by the spirit of God. We need to let him to use us. Not to get, I'm going to pounce on that right now. Wait a minute, that's you. Is that the spirit of God or is it you? You need to stop and say, God, I yield myself to you. I noticed that there are those in the fourth area group of people that had been healed. They received water baptism. They've been immersed in water. <laughs> they had some things happening in their area that even the demons were crying out because the power of God was so strong. Oh, if ever a time we need the demons to cry out now, it's today. Yes. Wait a minute. Those people you don't want to mess with. Those people are speaking the things of God. Those people are walking with God. In Acts chapter 8, we see a, a young man that went and preached. He was an evangelist. His name was Philip. And when he entered that city, this was what was taking place. People were being saved and delivered and, and demons were crying out and people were being healed and things were taking place. In other words, revival broke out. We're getting ready to have camp meeting in September, the 24th to the 27th. Right now, I'm in preparation mode because I'm praying that God would just take us to the next place, to take us to the next level. We need to have revival. We need a camp meeting where God will come and change hearts. Where the power of God can have free reign upon lives and hearts. Said, I don't have to, I get to. Philip went into this place called Samaria. Revival broke out. Things were happening. But what happened? As time was going on, they went and called for the apostles. They went and called for Peter and John to come. The things I just talked about, most major denominations and churches, in America especially, they don't deal with this. There's one church that I can tell you in this community, but I'm not going to name it, where the pastor, some evil spirits started demonstrating themselves in a prayer meeting. Can you imagine a prayer meeting? The demons come in. They was checking things out. <laughs> that pastor looked at him and says, I'm out of here. He didn't want to deal with that. Philip wasn't afraid to deal with those things. Because why? He had been endued with the Holy Spirit. He'd been infilled with the Holy Spirit. He knew where his power source was. His power connection was. And if I'm connected with him, ain't nothing going to stop me. Mm, praise God. You need to tell depression, leave in the name of Jesus Christ. Because the one that brings peace is with me. <laughs> that thing that is trying to take and zap your joy, you need to say, wait a minute. The Holy Ghost brings joy. Mm, praise God. Far too many people are saying that's weird stuff. You don't get around that stuff. Can I tell you, that's Bible stuff. <laughs> It's Bible. And far too many people are trying to do away with the Bible. Even some Christian denominations and groups are saying, do away with that. We don't need that. But around the globe, there are people in revival right now receiving all God has. Mm, I want to start with me. God, I want everything you've got for me. Thank God. See, uh, if God can save a soul, that's not natural. We talk about a rapture. That's not going to be natural. There's going to be people that's been blown out of their minds because they're thinking, that ain't natural. It doesn't add up. 
No, it's supernatural. Praise God. It's more than just Bible stuff. Acts 8, 15. Turn there if you would, please. Acts 8, 15. Let's see what took place down the road and after the things took place with these. 8, 15. You got that up there, brother? Yeah, he's got it up on the wall here. Who, when they had come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. The Bible says they laid hands on them. That the transference could come through the place that God said it would come through. The laying hands on of transference. That's the reason why when the minister lays hands on, it's because the minister should be in contact with the power source. It's not the minister, it's the power source. It's the Holy Spirit. It's God coming down from heaven. That's the reason why sometimes we have services like we do, because God's just come down. And those people have been connected with the power source. All of a sudden, they're acting a little bit different. Yeah, you get a hold of a 220, you're going to act a little bit different. <laughs> You've been zapped maybe by 110. You think, ooh, it'll make you move just a little bit. But you get a hold of 220, it'll make you jump. <laughs> Can you imagine getting a hold of 440? It'll set your hair on fire. <laughs> get a hold of God. It'll put the Holy Ghost in fire on you. Yes. We need that in this day and age. Yes. We need God to bring revival. We need God in this hour to send forth the power. Amen. Oh, thank you, Lord, for the power of God. Yes. Some of you have not had the power source. You've not been connected. The Bible even says that in the same chapter, there was one that was a sorcerer. Delved in witchery. Delved in all kinds of uh, divination and things of that nature. He even started believing he even started getting the things that God was saying. And he noticed that when the apostles laid hands on, he said, well, I want that too. And he tried to buy it. You can't buy this. It's not for sale. God's not for sale. Pastor, I don't want that. I'm telling you what, if you don't want it, well, I'll take it. I'll take your portion. I need all I can get in this hour we live in. I'm dealing with things I never thought I would deal with. I never thought we had a witch that came to this church uh, when we first opened. And I knew that the enemy tried to put a hex on this place. But I says, you've come to the wrong place. I'm covered in the blood of Jesus. Amen. And by the name of Jesus, this will not happen. Amen. See, we're here by God's choice. And I get to stand up and proclaim the word of God. I get to, and our, your homes need a place where God needs to abide. You need the power of God in your home. Amen. Get rid of the stuff that's not like God. Get it out of your homes. Allow God to come in with his fullness. Every time we need it, we need it now. Thank you, Father. We see that this sorcerer tried to buy it. Peter says, <laughs> Your money's going to perish with you. It's going to be done away with. Something else that I see this, the next point of people that needs this is scholars. These people's got a lot of knowledge. They got everything they can get from college and all what the world's got to offer. They read books and they're taking in all that. But something else I notice in Acts chapter 22, let's go there. 
Because the Apostle Paul said something, and I liked what he said. He was a man that was scholarly. He wrote almost a whole New Testament. 22, verse 3. He said, I am indeed a Jew. Born in Tarsus of Sicilia, but brought up in the city at the feet of Gamaliel, taught according to the strictness of our father's law, and was zealous towards God as you all are today. The Apostle Paul, the scholar that learned under some very good professors, very good teachers. Can I tell you, he needed the Holy Ghost in his fullness. See, Paul could quote you the law. Matter of fact, if you could misquote it, he would correct you. He was that, he understood it. But I liked what he wrote in Corinthians. He said, the letter killeth, but the spirit brings life. The letter killeth. You may be scholarly. You may know everything about everything, but the letter killeth, but the spirit brings life. The apostle Paul understood that because in Acts 9, all of a sudden here walks in one that laid his hands upon him. He says, receive your sight and receive the Holy Ghost. And when he laid his hands on, scales fell off of his eyes and all of a sudden the Bible says that he received the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Now, was the evidence given? Didn't really say in that portion, but Paul said something. Because I truly believe he spoke in a heavenly language. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, we see in verse 18, it says that Paul spoke with tongues. And he says, more than you all. He loved speaking in a heavenly language. He loved talking in a, that Language. Why? Because speaking in tongues is a direct line to God. The enemy don't even know what you're talking about when you speak in that heavenly language. Thank God we need more people to talk directly to God and God talk directly to them. If ever a time. See, even demons don't understand that direct line. They try to check into it and try to, like they used to have those party lines. Let me get my party and listen to what you said. It sounds, I can't understand it. Because it's not of this world. It's from God himself. Amen. Praise God for that. One thing I must bring to a conclusion here. Who needs this power connection? Who needs this baptism of the Holy Spirit? I give you a few. I give you and showed you from scripture those that we can see. I could probably bring up a lot more than that. But can I tell you, I need the baptism. I need this Holy Spirit. I need his fullness. Clothe me with everything you've got. Lord, I need you. How about you? How many needs the Holy Spirit? There's times I'm up at middle of night and all of a sudden I feel the presence of the Almighty God and that connection starts coming. The power starts ha happening. I think I could run outside. If there's a 30-foot wall, I would jump over it. Because you could feel the supernatural power of God. Yeah. Even in the Old Testament, Elijah outran horses and made it before the king. 
See, if every time we need God, see, what does this do? We see it in the beginning in Acts chapter 2. It magnifies God. Pastor, what do I need to do to have all he has? Yield. I'm yours. I'm yours, Lord. I need this power. That was one of the things when I was growing up, one of the things that they moved people towards, getting baptized. One thing I used to hear our first pastors say, if you get some leaders, you get some deacons filled with the Holy Spirit, you have no troubles. Deacons, if you get filled with the Spirit of God, I'm not going to have any troubles. Church's not going to have any troubles. Because you're full of the Spirit of God. You're full of His presence. You dance about, shout about, and you see the things of God. Notice what happened with Philip, one of the first table waiters. He weighed the tables. At first, they chose him out because he was full of the Holy Spirit, full of wisdom, and had a great report. And he was waiting tables, and God says, I can use you further than just waiting on tables. You can wait on me. So when you get the baptism of the Holy Spirit and you receive everything that he's got, you start waiting on God in a different form, different way. I don't have to. It's a joy to get to. See, the kingdom of God is joy and peace in the Holy Ghost. Aren't you glad for God bringing his joy and his peace? Yes. How many needs the baptism of the Holy Spirit? How many ever, I don't know, I, I'm the first one to say I need more of God. I need God to flow through me more now than ever before. I need God to reveal what's taking place. Fox News can't always give it to you. CNN's not going to give it to you. NBC, ABC, and CBS is not going to give it to you. But can I tell you, when you tune in to the heavenly news, God will give it to you. God will show you. But you've got to get tuned in. You've got to get plugged in. You've got to have what God has. And you've got to say, God, flow through me. God, use me. God, I'm yielded to you. You may act different. They thought those in the upper room were acting a little different. I'm telling you, people says, what's wrong with you, pastor? What's wrong with that church? You've been connected to the things of God. There's a higher power than what the world understands. Thank God. Give me this power. Give me what you have, God. But it takes a yielded vessel. Say, God, I'm yours. Feel me, feel me, feel me. Stand to your feet if you would, please. Are you ready to receive? Some of you have never spoken another language from heavens, from the Holy Ghost. I'm going to give you some, a little bit of instructions. Some of you are looking and says, God, I'm just yours, and here it is. God will place things in your mind. A syllable. Maybe something that sounds not like what you normally would speak. You say, God, is that you? God, I want. And all of a sudden, he keeps coming. Speak it. Just let it come out. It may not sound natural, because it's supernatural. Allow God to flow out of it. And that's just one symbol, just like A. All of a sudden, B. C. All of a sudden, you got the alphabet from A to Z. And all of a sudden, God says, now, let's put those ABCs together 
and make some words that's coming from heavenly. And those heavenly words are different. You've heard God speak in this place. It doesn't sound like it's natural. It sounds like they're foreigners. And we are. We're from the heavenly ranks. We're from the heavenly areas. And all of a sudden the interpreter comes, which is the Holy Ghost, all from the Spirit of God. And he speaks to it saying, I want to glorify the things of God. I want to upbraid and encourage those around. I want to give direction to those around. And that's what he does. Close your eyes, if you would, please, and say, God, I want to be yielded to you. Come on, if you want the Spirit of God, if you want this baptism, before you can be a witness, you've got to be clothed with God. You've got to be filled with God. Fill me up, God. Fill me up, Jesus. God, give me everything you have. God, I'm yours. I'm yours. I'm yours. Fill me. Fill me. Fill me. Fill me, God, with everything. Come on, let him flow through you right now. Let him flow through you right now. Let him give you this language. Let him give you what he has. Let him baptize you in his presence and his spirit. Come on, let him do it, church. Let him bring it on. Bring it on, God. Bring it on. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you.